Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome. Have you seen that with T? It is your boy T with another episode, and we are on episode six of season two. And here we go. We're just gonna get right into it. And I swear, as soon as I drop last week podcast, um, James Gunn comes out with this video, and he is talking about the way forward for DC. And I cannot wait to bring this news to you. I couldn't wait to see exactly what in the world was going on with DC. Um, And here we are, right? Um, So James Gunn announced last week, you know, uh, uh, we had known about this for a little while. He is now, you know, in charge of DC uh, moving forward. I don't know exactly what they're calling themselves anymore. I don't know if they're DCU. DC Extended Universe, the DC Universe, the DC Collective Movies, um, whatever they want to call themselves, the multiverse, whatever it is that they are, here they are, right? So he dropped a video, it was about a six-minute video on just exactly where they're going, um, their way forward, and uh, he dropped a real big bombshell about chapter one of, you know, their cinematic universe or once again, whatever they call themselves these days. Um, So what I'm going to do this week is I'm just going to kind of wrap up exactly what was announced, uh, talk a little bit about what's announced, and then we'll talk about, you know, some of my favorite DC movies so far. And he starts out the entire video with just talking about how much of a mess the DC Cinematic Universe had been up to that point. You know, we had some real gems in there, you know, Wonder Woman, um, Aquaman, and that was really it. You know, Man of Steel was very divisive, a very divisive movie. I enjoyed it uh, for what it was. I'm a huge Superman fan, you know, uh, and and I'll talk about that a lot in greater detail when it comes to uh, my top 10 DC movies. But I grew up a really big Superman fan, right? So when when I heard that the Man of Steel was coming and I'd really liked uh, Henry Cavill as an actor, um, I just didn't, I really didn't enjoy his portrayal as uh, Superman and, and Man of Steel. And it's not so much his portrayal of Superman, with it, but it was his lack of portrayal of Clark Kent, right? It was just, it was a Superman movie. But you really can't have Superman without having Clark Kent. That's what I learned from that movie. Um, he just didn't portray Clark Kent. And maybe it was just a nostalgia in me. You know, it was, it was me wanting him to be Christopher Reeves. And and those are really big shoes to fill. Um, but he just never did it for me. And, he, and James Gunn really talks about how they want to bridge the gap. Um, and they do have some uh, what they call Elseworlds movies, which, you know, the Batman is part of that that uh, that Elseworlds universe, um, along with uh, the Joker and the Joker Part 2 coming out in 2024. Um, Teen Titans Go, those are the three entities that he uh, really uh, keyed in on, you know, because a lot of the other DC um properties of uh, the CW Arrowverse all of those properties are pretty much coming to an end uh, with at, with the exception of Superman and Lois which is still kind of in limbo um, hopefully that survives because that's a really good show I think if it does survive and it gets uh, some of the budget of those other shows it could really go on to be a, a you know wonderful show and, and live in multiple seasons uh, but 
you know, uh, Titans is gone. Doom Patrol's now been uh, canceled. Stargirl's been canceled. This is the last season of The Flash. They've really done away with all of those DC pro um, properties um, that were on HBO Max and or CW. Um, so hopefully, uh, you know, in the Peacemaker, he didn't really mention a Peacemaker in the videos, but we'll talk a little bit about what he did mention uh, about the Peacemaker universe a little bit later. Um, but he did go on to talk about how 2023, you know, we got coming up soon. We got Shazam Fury of the Gods, which I am looking forward to uh, with kind of bated breath. I really enjoyed the first Shazam. I thought that was a breath of fresh air when it comes to DC movies. Um, and Fury of the Gods, while it looks really promising uh, through the previews, um, because of the big shakeups at Warner Brothers, the, because of the big shakeups with DCU, I don't know if they went and redid anything and really messed up what they had. And a lot of what uh, is coming next with the Flash, you know, that whole Flashpoint um, movie, which he said is supposed to, be, you know, re. Um, introduced the entire DC universe to the world. Um, I'll try my hardest not to, to you know, just shit on Ezra Miller this entire uh, few seconds. I'm going to talk about The Flash, but um, I don't have any faith in this movie. Uh, they've I've heard that they cut out all of the scenes that had uh, Henry Cavill in it. He was supposed to be, you know, have a few cameos or have some scenes in there. Um, you know, I'm not exactly sure if Ben Affleck is still in the movie. I do know Michael Keaton was supposed to be in the movie. And I really just don't know what this movie is going to be now, now that James Gunn has taken over. Um, so, you know, when it comes, it comes. Hopefully it's good. I don't think it will be. Um, you know, and if Ezra Miller stays in, D in the DC Universe post this movie, I'm going to be really disappointed. Um, I won't be surprised, but I'll be really disappointed at the people over at DC and Warner Brothers. Um, the next movie, Blue Beetle. Um, I'm really not exa exactly sure what to expect from this movie. I did see an animated DC movie with Blue Beetle, and I wasn't impressed. I don't really like it. It kind of has like a Venom vibe to it where... The suit has a kind of mind of its own, and it has like one of those deep, growly voices that talks to the person. Not exactly sure. You know, in the right hands, any superhero movie can be great. Um, but of course, in the wrong hands, you know, any superhero movie can be terrible. Um, and hopefully Blue Beetle is one of the not-so-terrible. It has a really, uh, you know, deep mythology, um, and... It's starring a minority, and, and unfortunately, you know, for movies starring minorities, they get a bad break a lot of times. You know, uh, this is supposed to be like a, a Mayan, um, you know, scarab that, that you know, uh, possess, uh, gives the kid the blue beetle of powers or gives him that suit. And a lot of times, you know, uh, the casual audience... Uh, don't really go for that type of stuff. I hate to say it. Um, I'm gonna, of course, I'm gonna go see it. I go see any comic book properties, uh, for the most part, in in the theater. So I'll check it out just to review it. But I'm I'm not really sold on. It. Of course, I haven't even seen a preview for it. So I'm just completely speculating here on how good it could be or how bad it's gonna be. Um, you know, it hasn't reached that Morbius level of a uh, terrible yet. 
Um, I don't think any of the DC. Well, okay, I take that back. Suicide Squad definitely um, hit that Morbius level of, of just being terrible. Um, but then, of course, uh, at the end of the year, we got Aquaman 2, The Lost City of Atlantis, or whatever it's called, The Lost Kingdom, or something like that. Um, this is supposed to be um, Jason Momoa's swan song as, as Aquaman. And that's pretty sad because he's one of the only bright spots in the DC universe. Um, him and Gal Gadot. Um, but I think Wonder Woman has been scrapped as well, which is very tragic. Um, I think that they did that character a huge disservice with Wonder Woman 84, uh, 1984. And the fact that she didn't get a chance to uh, have another movie is, is just a travesty. Um, and of course, this movie, you know, uh, Aquaman 2 coming out, um, you know, I haven't seen a preview for it, so I don't know what to expect. Um, Amber Heard might be back. I think she is going to be back in part two. So, I mean, DCU, <laughs> you, uh, some of your actors have had a, a very bad uh, couple of couple of years. And here we are. They're still in these movies. They're, they're sticking with their guns. And, I mean, I respect them for it. It's more power to them. Uh, but we'll see how Aquaman 2 comes out. You know, with this being the last movie in what we would consider the traditional DC universe, uh, movies that were made before James Gunn um, took over. And after Aquaman 2 um, coming in 2024, we'll start chapter one uh, with their titling Gods and Monsters, which are kind of an integrated animated live action TV series. Um, and movies that are kind of supposed to join these universes, which, I mean, I get it. Um, create a world, but please don't try to create in-game. Like, if it happens, it happens. You can create a crisis, because I feel like that's what it's all going to come to. It's either going to come to Final Crisis, or you're going to come to the Crisis of Infinite Earths. Um, but, man, like... Wow, those were just epic miniseries, you know. I'm still looking for Kingdom Come, and that 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 would be dope, right? With Henry Cavill, Ben Affleck, Jason Momoa, Gal Gadot, like all the older characters when they're in like their 40s or 50s or even 60s, coming together doing a Kingdom Come movie or a Kingdom Come like epic HBO Max series. Now that would be dope, right? James Gunn. Holla at your boy. I got plenty of ideas. I'm pretty sure there's no way that y'all can't be thinking this because, geez, that's just money. That I mean, that's just like, that's just cash money on the table right there. Uh, but anyways, you know, they're going to start chapter one, Gods and Monsters. The first thing coming out for Gods and, Mo Gods and Monsters will be a, an animated series or animated limited series that's about seven episodes called King uh, Creature Commandos. Um, I think it was last year they came out with um, Batman and its Son of the Bat or something like that. One of the animated series and it had a short about a 20 or 30 minute uh, episode uh, featuring the Creature Commandos, featuring Sergeant Rock and the Creature Commandos. This is like a, you know, a group of movie monsters. You got uh, Frankenstein's monster, the br Bride of Frankenstein, a monster called Phosphorus Man, which is like, you know, white phosphorus. 
you know, burning um, almost like the human torch, pretty much. We got GI Robot. He's a part of the team. Nina Mazeroski, who's kind of like um, Abe from Hellboy, one of those guild people, kind of a mer woman or mermaid and guild person hybrid. She wears like this mask, I guess, so she can breathe on on uh, on land. Uh, and it's also starring Rick Flag Sr., um, who uh, Rick Flag Jr. was in the Suicide Squad and Weasel from the Suicide Squad. So a lot of people are thinking it's going to be kind of like a prequel, something set back in World War II. All these movies, they were kind of like Suicide Squad before Suicide Squad, uh, but they didn't have the bombs in their head, or maybe they did, who knows. Uh, but they went through fighting Hitler's army and a lot of the older comics. And, you know, I'm assuming this is what this, uh, you know, limited series is going to be about. James Gunn is writing it. Um, and, you know, he's kind of have his hand in a lot of this stuff. And I'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, the next uh, next pro um, the next uh, project they have is Waller, uh, which starring Viola Davis, which I'm, I'm here for any time of the day. Uh, which is set in a Peacemaker universe. She's going to have team, uh, she'll be teaming up with some of Team Peacemaker. I'm assuming her daughter, uh, spoiler alert, um, the, the black girl on Peacemaker was Amanda Waller's daughter. Uh, a few of the other teams, I'm pretty sure John Cena will pop up as Peacemaker at some point in time during this uh, series. Um, I hope it doesn't take the tone of the Peacemaker series because uh, I just don't think Vi Viola Davis um and that character really uh, should be move, operating in that tone. It should be more of a, you know, very tactical um, type of live action series. But then again, you know, uh, the people who do Doom Patrol, the people who wrote on Peacemaker, they're writing this series. So I'm assuming it's going to have some of that humor um, and, you know, some of that wit to that series, which every series doesn't have to be that way. Right. And that that leads me really to this whole James Gunn coming over and taking over D.C. Right. So James Gunn did so with the Suicide Squad. And I thought that movie was OK, uh, but I just didn't think it was as revolutionary as everybody thought it would, was going to be. Um, I thought the Peacemaker was really good, uh, but that, that doesn't you know, that doesn't mean that he's ready to, you know, grab the bull by the horns, by, uh, you know, so to speak, and steer this ship for the next 20 years. I could be wrong, but once again, you know, Tika Watiki, whatever, however you say his name, you know, he made Thor Ragnarok and everyone stood up and cheered and everyone was so happy that he made Thor Ragnarok. And then he made Thor Love and Thunder and everybody booed and everybody hated him and everybody's been talking bad about him ever since because they thought that that movie was terrible. Right. So you ask for one thing. Right. And then you get it too much and then you grow to hate it. Um, so, you know, you know, everything can't be peacemaker. Everything can't have that. Like everything doesn't have to be marvelized, so to speak. It doesn't have to be action comedy the entire time. You know, Iron Man one, two and three it had a little bit of wit, but it wasn't that action comedy. It wasn't Thor. The original Thor wasn't Thor, you know. Ragnarok kind of changed the trajectory for a lot of those movies. Um, but it doesn't always have to be silly and goofy. Um, and I don't think I don't think that's really gonna work that well for DC. Um, but 
the big project that, you know, he even dropped a date July 11th, 2025, Superman Legacy. So from what I hear, it's supposed to be a riff on All-Star Superman. And if you've ever watched that animated co uh, animated movie, uh, if you've ever read that comic, it is one of the greatest comics. It's one of the greatest animated movies I've ever seen. It's one of the greatest Superman stories ever told. I really wish. Um, I don't think it will be a take on All-Star Superman because of the way it ends. Um, but uh, it just... I mean, everything about that, everything about that story is just amazing. Everything about All-Star Superman is amazing. Um, that would have been a good one to do with Henry Cavill, right? A, a swan song would have been a really good All-Star Superman uh, story. But it, in order for All-Star Superman to work, you have to have a good Lex Luger, uh, Lex Luthor. And um, uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, the guy who played him, I can't even think of his name right now, but the guy who played him in, in Superman versus Batman or Batman versus Superman, uh, he was not that guy. Uh, the the social network guy. Why can't I think of his name? And I'm not about to Google it either. But anyway, Superman Legacy, um, they're supposed to be getting a younger Superman. Uh, I'm really glad I really, really wasn't a fan of Super uh, Henry Cavill as Superman. I'm glad that we're getting a new Superman, uh, but it's those are really hard shoes to fill. Brandon Routh, Routh, for whatever reason, just got lambasted. And I'll talk a little bit about Superman Returns a little bit later in the podcast, but um, I think he got a bad rep. I think he had it figured out. You know, he had that that boyish, you know, Clark Kent vibe to him. And he also, you know, was Superman. Yeah, I, I thought he got a really bad rep for uh, Superman Returns. I just think it was a bad movie. You know, it would have been like if Batman Begins was a bad movie, people would really have lambasted Christian Bale. But because it was a good movie, uh, I don't particularly think he was great in the movie, but, you know, it was a really good movie. Christopher Nolan made really good movies, so that kind of elevated him in that spot. And they had the wrong guy. Uh, you know, Brian Singer, they had the wrong, the absolute wrong person to do Superman because he uh, made some of the worst superhero movies of all times. All of those X-Men movies are terrible. They don't hold up. And Brian Singer went and did Superman and he did it a huge disservice. Um, but anyway, moving on, the next project will be Lanterns, which is a, a Green Lantern TV series, and they kept throwing out this true detective sci-fi space procedural, you know, detective story with Jon Stewart and Hal Jordan. I don't know how I feel about that, right? If they're going to try to make it super gritty, Green Lanterns might not be the heroes for that type of show um, because of the, the nature of those powers, um, because of the nature of what they do, um, a really gritty crime-ridden, uh, you know, space procedural, space detective story might not work with Green Lanterns. Like the entire uh, basis of their power is the power of hope, right? It's like that gives them their power. But if it's like really dark and gritty, I could be wrong here. Then again, then again how Jordan did go crazy and destroy, try to destroy the whole world. Um, so who knows how they where they're gonna take this this series? 
Hopefully I didn't give a major spoiler. That would actually be dope, by the way. Um, but what do I know? Lanterns, true detect. They kept saying true detective, which I just find a bit odd when it comes to the Green Lantern. Um, and once again, I haven't read the comic books in a very long time. Um, the last time I read Green Lantern was after Hal Jordan, you know, became Parallax and Kyle Rayner uh, took over. And I just was not a fan of that that move. And neither was a lot of other people, you know, when Guy Garner and all these other guys, you know, tried to take the mantle and they just weren't Hal Jordan. They just weren't Jon Stewart. Um, and the comic book suffered until they brought Hal Jordan back. Um, next, next movie they're talking about is the authority, right? So after I heard this authority, I've heard the name before, and I knew the basis of what the authority was, uh, because of some research I did or some stuff that I read, you know, Superman lost his powers a few years ago and he recreated the authority. The authority was a spawn of a, one of the Wildstorm comic books, um, you know, way back in the day, Stormwatch. Uh, was uh, the the authority was an offshoot of them, and the authority was kind of like the Thunderbolts pre Thunderbolts. They were a superhero group. They have no morals. They get the job done by any means necessary. They don't care if they have to kill you in order to get their point across. At some point in time, you know they were sanctioned by the UN at first, and at some point in time, they said, "You know what? Enough of you guys. We're the true rulers of the United States." Uh, and none of y'all can beat our ass, so we're in charge now. You know, we are the captains now. So today, tonight, I did a little research, right? So this is the team of the authority. We got Apollo, who is like Superman. He draws his energy from from the sun. He shoots out energy beams. He flies. He's invulnerable, all this other good stuff. Um, You know, his name is Apollo. He's like Superman, Uh, you know, uh, except for truth, justice, American way. No, he's just going to beat your ass because he's super powered. And then we got Midnighter, who's like Batman, but he has Wolverine-like healing powers. And he has the ability to predict all your moves during a fight, kind of like the Taskmaster. So he's pretty badass. And Apollo and Midnighter are a gay couple. Hmm, here we go. Let's Let's get into it, right? Diversity personified that was like that was in the video that i watched you got swift who's kind of like hawk girl then you got doctor who uh, is kind of like doctor strange uh but in the recent comics they were replaced with enchantress um i don't think they're gonna replace this person with the enchantress after the suicide squad that would be a ballsy move um just mentioning her name just (laughs) draws ire and a lot of uh, fanboys uh, because she was the worst part of Suicide Squad. Um, then you have the engineer, who's kind of like Iron Man in the comic books. They were later replaced with Steel, not John Henry Iron Steel. Um, I think it was a female Steel. I think it might have been his brother. I mean, his daughter. Um, and then you have Jack Hawksmore, who kind of draw, who draws his power from cities. I'm intrigued to see how that's going to work. And then you got Jenny Sparks. Uh, who's kind of like Captain Britain, but she can turn to electricity whenever she feels like it, uh, which is uh, pretty awesome. So you have all these different types of people. It's kind of like the Justice League or the Avengers. Um, if they 
just didn't give a shit and they just beat your ass. Like, they just came in with, like, you know what? Oh, you guys are bad guys? We're just going to come in and wreck shit. Um, like, that's what they do, uh, which is kind of what the Thunderbolts want to do, but the Thunderbolts don't have, like, the muscle, like, uh, Apollo, you know? They don't have, uh, you know, a sorcerer like the Doctor. And they don't have somebody who can turn into living electricity. So, I'm really, like, he... James Gunn is really, um, you know, hyped about this. He's writing that movie. Um, he's, I feel like he's writing all of the movies. Um, he might even write all the series, too. I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, but he did talk about a lot of different writers, too. Um, but I think he has a, his hands in a lot of the stuff. And then we have Paradise Lost. And what I didn't like about this video is he kept comparing all of these projects to other shows. He talked about True Detective, and then this became a, a Game of Thrones-esque type show. Um, this is a prequel series to Wonder Woman set in, uh, you know, Paradise Lost or, or Themyscira, um, the home of Wonder Woman. Um, I'm assuming it's going to be an all-female show, which I'm here for. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Um, and they're trying to hit every niche, right? The true detective, they got the crazy creature commandos, which are animated series. Then you got the hard boiled Waller TV series. And then you got the game of Thrones type series when you with paradise Lost. I mean, once again, this could all work. You know, a lot of stuff that Marvel's done has worked. A lot of stuff has not worked, um, right? So uh, once again, you know, I'm just going to wait and see uh, what happens, who's cast in these shows. That's going to play a big part in it um, is who's actually cast in a lot of these shows um, and how it's going to tie into the bigger narrative. Um, after Paradise Lost, then we got The Brave and the Bowl, which is very interesting. Um, the Brave and the Bowl, of course, a play on uh, one of the Batman comic series. Um, this is a new DCU Batman entry, new, completely new Batman, not Robert Pattinson, which literally makes no sense to me. It's going to be very confusing to the customer, to the consumer, to the viewers. Um, but we're going to have a new Batman, but then we're also throwing in Damian Wayne as Robin, right? And this is supposed to be an entry to the Bat family. I really hope that they bring in Brendan Thwaites, 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 Thwaites. I'm going to call him Thwaites. I'm going to, I hope that that's how you say his name or Thwaites, whatever. The guy who plays Nightwing in Titans, I really hope he comes back for the Brave and the Bowl. That would be dope um, to play Nightwing on the big screen because he was a really good Nightwing. Um, uh, but... They're going with a younger Batman. They're bringing in Damian Wayne as his son. A spoiler alert, if you haven't read the comics, Batman had a son. Uh, him and Talia Al Ghul uh, had a son, Damian Wayne, who's kind of a little snot. Uh, he's kind of a little shithead. Um, and he's an assassin. He was trained by Ra's Al Ghul uh, since birth uh, to be a part of the League of Assassins. Um, you know, of course, Ra's al Ghul dies at some point, or Talia al Ghul dies at some point, and 
you know, he gifts Damian Wayne to Batman. Like, hey, I'm dying. Take care of your son. <laughs> You're rich enough. You got it, right? This child, that back child support probably was a beast for, for Bruce Wayne. But anyways, um, yeah, the brave and the bold, right? I want to see in what direction they go with this. Who's going to be the bad guys? I really hope it's the Court of Owls. Um, but the Batman Part 2 might have the Court of Owls. So where do we go from here? Um, so this, these are all very intriguing, thought-provoking points, right? These are all th- thought-provoking projects. So this could all go really well, or this could all go really bad. Um, so let's see. I mean, I'm, I'm really interested interested to see how this is going to go. But with the Batman Part 2 coming out, probably around the same time or maybe a year in between, this is going to be really confusing for a lot of the viewers. All right, next we got another HBO Max TV series, Booster Gold, right? Booster Gold, very low-level comic uh, uh, hero. Uh, and, you know, this is supposed to be... So I have never read Booster Gold. I just have seen him in a few comics. Um, he's been part of a few super teams. Um, but uh, Booster Gold is a time travel who comes back from the future, brings back all this tech, and kind of plays superhero. So this is right up Peacemaker's Alley. Right, this kind of reminds me of Vigilante. This could be comic goal. Uh, he's supposed to be a lovable loser who comes back, comes from the future with all his technology and portrays a superhero. So, I mean, I can see that. That's very James Gunn-esque, right? That's like kind of a Legends of Tomorrow, and that would be dope. That would be so dope if they showed up in this show. That I mean, Legends of Tomorrow, great, great series. Um... So yeah, that that would be pretty dope. Uh, then we got Super Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, right? And Supergirl, I I will not sit here and lie to you and act like I read Supergirl comics, um, but I definitely did enjoy the D, the CW show. Um, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, you know, Supergirl. This is a Supergirl who's not as innocent and is, you know, old fashioned, fundamentally. Uh, naive as Clark Kent. Um, she actually was there as Kryp- Krypton was being destroyed. Like she saw death. She saw all of these things and she escaped and she's very jaded. Right. So you think uh, in in the video, he said, think emo Supergirl. But that's who Henry Cavill was. He was an emo Superman, you know, like so I don't want to see that in all honesty. You know, I want to see a bubbly a bright Supergirl who's young, who's the younger cousin of Kal-El, um, you know, kind of like Helen Shaver played in the movie, uh, the Supergirl movie from the 80s, but just better, you know, just way better. Um, but once again, we'll see how this goes. In the last movie in Chapter 1, uh, Gods and Monsters, we got Swamp Thing. I'll pass. Uh, there was a Swamp Thing movie back in the 80s. Didn't enjoy it then. Heather Locklear was in that movie. Uh, then I don't think I'll enjoy this one either. Um, so you know, uh, Marvel had Werewolf at Night, which was which was a very successful uh, Disney Plus movie. I've never watched it um, for the reason of I'm just not a big fan of these mo- the old monster movies. 
Um, and the Swamp Thing, I mean, I, they, I'll pass. Uh, it's supposed to be, you know, more of a horror tone type thing. And yeah, like, how does all of this, this, this kind of reminds me of Phase 4 in all, in, all, in all honesty. It's just a lot of stuff with throwing stuff at the at the dartboard and seeing what's sticking. And, you know, you got the big boys. You got Green Lantern. You got uh, Wonder Woman prequel. You got, uh, you got Superman. You got Batman and Robin. Like, you got the Holy Trinity, right? Other than Wonder Woman herself. And then you got, uh, you know, the authority. Um, so where is Wonder Woman? Like, I get we got the Paradise Lost, but we need another Wonder Woman movie. I'm pretty sure that that, would, that is going to come some, at some part in Chapter 1. You have to have the Holy Trinity. You have to have, you cannot. You, DC, if you do this without Wonder Woman, shame on you. Especially if you put out that Flash garbage. Uh, you you have to at some point, and it doesn't have to be Gal Gadot. I really, I wish it is. Um, it doesn't have to be her, but you got to put out a third Wonder Woman movie. You just have to. Um, it will be it will be a travesty if you don't. Uh, so that is Chapter One: Gods and Monsters for DCU, the DCU, and let me know what you think about it. Right, hit me up. Hit me up on the Facebook group. Have you seen that with T? Uh, let me know what you think about this episode. What you think about uh, the future of DC? Man, I'm 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 jaded at this point. I am like super Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. I've seen the DCU be destroyed in front of my very eyes. Right, I've seen just some terrible movies come out and some just terrible missed opportunities. Um, and, and when I say that, I actually do have a list of my favorite 10 DC movies. So we're going to do that because I haven't done a list in a while. And I don't think I've ever done this list. Maybe I did. I don't think I did. I did a superhero movie list, but I haven't done a top 10 DC movies list so far. So at number 10, I got the Joker. And, and, and the only reason the Joker makes this list is because it's such... There's so many bad movies. I didn't want to put Superman 2 in there because that wasn't that good. Superman 3, it had Richard Pryor, but it was terrible. Um, you know, can't put any of the Suicide Squads. They were just bad movies. And I, don't want, and I didn't want to put any of the animated movies on there. Because if I did that, then the, mo the entire list would be filled with animated movies. Beginning with All-Star Superman, of course. Um, but they have so much better animated fanfare than they do live action um so number 10 is joker i really can't say i hated the movie but i didn't love the movie number nine is actually the justice league Zack snyder cut the Zack snyder cut should have been what people saw in the theater it is a travesty that we didn't get to see that in the theater and we got to see the steaming pile of garbage that was what they put out in the theater Right, the Zack Snyder cut wasn't the greatest movie by any stretch of the imagination, but it was so much better than what they put out in the movies. Um, and it definitely deserved to be seen, um, you know, as a whole. Uh, as a whole, uh, and it probably could have saved it was a very long movie, don't get me wrong, uh, but it probably could have saved 
the DC universe or the DC extended universe, um, you know, before the major shakeups. My number eight is Superman Returns. I enjoyed the thought of the nostalgia. Uh, the I enjoyed um, just take me back to what Christopher Reeves meant to that character, right? Brandon Roof, Routh, for whatever, for all of his, you know, negatives, um, probably was the closest thing we would have ever gotten to Christopher Reeves on a screen. Um, and it's sad that he was in such a, you know, um, put in a bad spot because Brian Singer just didn't do it right. He, like he, Kate Bosworth as Lois Lane, I didn't really enjoy that that casting. Um, and Kevin Spacey as Lex Luthor, didn't enjoy that casting either. Um, at the time, you know, Kevin Spacey probably was the best choice to be Lex Luthor, but um, you know, of course, as time went, went on, uh, yeah, probably not a great choice. Um, but I enjoyed the movie for what it was worth, you know. Uh, for what it was worth, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, and it was better than Man of Steel. That's what I will say. Uh, number seven is The Watchmen. Um, I don't think people give The Watchmen enough credit for how innovative it was, how, how so, you know, close to the comics it was um, and I thought it was a good movie I just thought it was a little bit too long uh, but it was definitely a good DC movie uh, number six actually we get to the good movies right there's some really good DC movies um, number six is Shazam I really enjoyed Shazam I enjoyed Zachary Levy um, as Shazam I enjoyed the whole family dynamic it was a very bright colorful movie that really the DCEU needed um, and it was it was just a fun family adventure superhero movie um, exactly the opposite of everything that they put out to that point um, and I, I just enjoyed Shazam um, number five is Wonder Woman up until the very end of Wonder Woman that was probably one of the best uh, that is the best DCEU a movie that they could have put out. Um, up until the end, the, the Ares, the God of War, spoiler alert, um, that was the worst final boss ever. It was the some of the worst CGI. It was like, man, it was like you just went from great and to, to make it a very um, average movie. Um, for the DCEU, that, that's better than everything else that they did. Um, and Gal Gadot just, she just owned the screen. I just think, you know, Wonder Woman 1984, really, um, the HBO Max thing, the pandemic thing, uh, really derailed it. And, and that was, don't get me wrong, that was a terrible movie. It was a really bad movie, a really wasted opportunity. Um, uh, I think they rushed to get it out to try to, you know, get some more of that money but of course the pandemic just changed all of that um but the original wonder woman that was a really it was a really good movie it was a movie with a lot of heart until the very end uh which is tragic um number four superman the movie as a kid seeing a human being fly uh even though he's from krypton he's an alien but seeing christopher reeve on the screen um my granddad uh william uh, he 
every time I saw him, he looked like the black Christopher Reeves. Like he had his smile, he had everything. He's like big barrel trusted, you know, strong black man. And he reminded me so much of Christopher Reeves. And maybe that's why I love the movie so much. That maybe that's why I loved Christopher Reeves so much as Superman, because he reminds me of my grandfather. And uh, you know, it just it was such a landmark movie for its time. And I'm such a big Superman uh, fan, and it's been the best, you know, Superman ever displayed on on picture, you know. Um, everything about it was just fantastic. You know, Gene Hackman as Lex Luthor, just like, man, that, that iconic, iconic portrayal. Like, just hack, uh, just a hack Lex Luthor, you know. Not even, you can't even take him seriously, but it was just very... A very 80s portrayal of, of Superman. You know, it's very idealistic. Clark Kent, uh, you know, the bumbling guy who just you know, takes his takes his shirt off and he turns into, you know, just uh, the hero of all of our dreams. Um, and just, once again, you know, have you ever seen the tagline, you know, you get to see a grown man fly. Have you ever seen a man fly? Um, that was it, you know. And as a kid, that just did it for me. Superman, uh, the movie was just epic. And I've seen all, I went and saw all four of them in theaters, even A Quest for Peace, which was <laughs> one of the absolute worst superhero movies ever made. Um, number three, so number one through three, they're almost interchangeable. They're really, it's really hard to, to you know, Put one over the other, but number three on my list, The Batman. The last Batman movie that came out, Robert Pattinson, the best Batman who's ever been on screen. Uh, and I, I say that just as the person in the suit. Um, you know, he just, his portrayal as Batman, every time he walked on screen, just the living embodiment of fear, right? That's, that's what he was supposed to invoke. Those boots, that walk. You know, the, the, the night, like everything about that Gotham was right. Colin Farrell as the Penguin was just a revelation. Um, just a great movie. The Batman was everything. It was a little too long. Um, and the last act kind of dampened the movie just a little bit. It would have been, you know, number one on the list if that last act would have just nailed it a little bit better. Um, but the Batman was an awesome movie. Number two on my list, The Dark Knight, Heath Ledger, The Joker. Just one of the greatest villain turns. Uh, you know, he made that movie. Unfortunately, he passed away. I think even if he, you know, a lot of, of the success to that movie was because people wanted to see it because it was his last, um, you know, uh, uh, it was, you know, he passed away as the movie was about to come out, you know, so people wanted to go see it, but he was so good. I mean, he was so great in that role. Nobody saw that coming when he was cast. It was just like when Michael Keaton was cast. It was like, why are you casting this guy who's Mr. Mom? Um, why are you casting Heath Ledger? Ten things I hate about you. You know, this teen, heartthrob, good-looking guy. Um, and he just bodied that role. One of the greatest villain turns ever. Joaquin Phoenix just pales in comparison to Heath Ledger. And it's really hard 
uh, especially after Jack Nicholson, who's another great, um, you know, Joker, which leads me to my number one DC movie of all time, Batman. All right. So Robert Pattinson, to me, was the best Batman in a suit. As far as Bruce Wayne, I think Val Kilmer kind of got Bruce Wayne down, you know, as Bruce Wayne, the human. Uh, but Michael Keaton had both, right? He did both really well. He did, you know, the the millionaire playboy, uh, you know, Bruce Wayne, and then he did Batman. He did everything well, really well. And then you had Jack Nicholson, right, who was just awesome. You had Kim Basinger as Vicky Vale. Um, just a great movie. Like, I saw that movie probably 10 times in the theater, uh, you know, at the, at the Victoria Five in Harlem. Um, just a great movie. I enjoyed the Bat. I enjoyed Batman so much. Uh, you know, Michael Keaton to this day is still my favorite Batman. Uh, as a, as a whole, you know, all of them have their own little parts. Um, but as a whole, I think Michael Keaton is the most complete Batman that we've ever seen on on screen. Um, and that's my number one DC movie of all time. Um, I don't see any of these movies that are coming out soon, you know, knocking uh, any of the top three out. Like, you gonna, I mean, actually any of the top five. Uh, you're gonna have to wake up pretty early, man. Like, Superman Legacy, uh, that Superman movie, if, it, if it's anything close to All-Star Superman, then you got me. Um, then that will crack my top five if it's anything close to All-Star Superman. That animated movie is definitely in the top five. That would knock out Superman the movie. That would knock out Wonder Woman. It was that good of an animated movie. It was that good of a story. Um, so if, if Superman Legacy is anything like that, um, then you got me. Uh, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for a good Superman story because I think it deserves, he deserves, that character deserves uh, to be honored correctly on the screen. He needs the right actor. And I, and I did hear that they are still trying to, you know, uh, um, get that black Superman character off the ground. Uh, Val L. Uh, Val Zal L. I can't remember his name. Uh, but Michael B. Jordan is still, they're still trying to produce that. That's going to be an Elseworlds movie, of course. <laughs> Boy, can't have a black Superman as, in, in the main continuity of DC. Uh, can't do that. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. We can have a, a, a gay uh, Apollo and Midnighter. But we can't have a black Superman. And on that note, we're going to go ahead and wrap up this podcast. I really do appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, next week, um, we got Ant-Man and Wasp, Quantumania. I'm excited. Jonathan Majors is about to start off 2023 the right way. Uh, with another great movie. Um, yeah, I'm really excited about this movie. I've, I've, there are a lot of people. I'm already seeing reports of it being a very divisive movie. But I'm over this, right? So I get it. Every movie is not going to be Endgame. Every movie is not going to be Iron Man 1. Every movie is not going to be No Way Home, right? I take every single Marvel movie. And they're not all great. I don't, I don't act like every Marvel project is all great. But I don't think they're terrible either, right? Like uh, a lot of people, you know, uh, shitted on Miss Marvel. And I have my thoughts on why they shitted on Miss Marvel. Uh, there's a lot of people who shitted on Moon Knight. I didn't 
particularly enjoy Moon Knight, but I didn't think it was terrible. Um, I do think that uh, female leads and minority characters have a really hard time these days uh, because people uh, don't want to watch them if they're not a minority or if they're not a female or these young fanboys. I could get into this and I'll piss people off, but I truly believe that. Like, I think, uh, you know, the Marvels, I think they're going to have a hard time because of the fanboys, right? If you say anything bad about any man in, in any time of your life, then they're going to come after you. Same thing if you say anything, you know, bad about anybody in the LBGTQ community. Um, people come at you. People going to come at you either way. Just make good movies. I hope these DC movies are good. Because I love good comic book movies. I enjoy them. Uh, but I do hope that Ant-Man and Wasp is a good movie. Um, I have my thoughts on what's going to happen in this movie. I hope that they're not true. But I really do have my, my deep, uh, spoilerific thoughts. Uh, next week, I will give you a very spoiler-free podcast. I hope to see you then. Go check out... Um, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll check out Ant-Man and Wasp together. And we'll talk about it as a community. And hopefully y'all have the same opinion as me. And hopefully it's just a good movie. Right? Hopefully it's just a good movie. So I'll check y'all out next week.